The construction industry, over $5 million project is 90% chance it's going to be off budget or over budget or over time. We make sure that projects on a program level are on time, on budget. Don't find a work or a job or a profession because it makes a lot of money. Find it because you like it and if you're good enough at it, the market should reward you. You've got to read. You've got to read. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, where we talk about education, innovation, and the merging of the two. I have a very special guest with me today, the president of Frontline Advisory, veteran Jesse Milner. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Dr. Fernandez. Great to be here. So I want to dig into your start. Right? Don't worry, I'm not going to ask about your GPA or any of those things uh, like I do some guests. Yeah. But um, tell me a little bit about where you come from, what you're doing, your education history, and then obviously I want to hear a little bit about your military background. Absolutely. Um, so, well, the education was a, a very long route. Probably, I, you know, at college was um, many people would have gotten a doctor degree at the <laughs> medical degree, uh, but I got an undergrad in finance from from LSU. I was born uh, born and raised in Louisiana, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And got a got a degree from LSU in finance um, later in life, about 27 years old, 26 years old. So you can see now I did open, uh, I started and sold a business during that time, a, a car detail business during that period. So I can make some excuses for for the fun I had. But then uh, I went over to quickly moved to Atlanta, Georgia for about a year. 9-11 happened and um, I'm a third generation uh, military a veteran. Um, so at that point, I decided it was, you know, I, I felt the need to go do something. So at uh, 27, a little later in life, I, I, I joined the military as an interrogator. <clears throat> uh, started out as an interrogator, actually met my wife at a language school in California. Um, so the Army issued me a wife and we've been married, happily married ever since. So that's, um, you know, I will always say that the, the military gave me more than I could ever give it. So started out as an interrogator, did a, um, did a deployment there and um, decided when I came back that I'd go to special forces selection. And so uh, fortunately, you know, I was selected in a Green Beret. And after 14 years, uh, I got out uh, during that period. I'm sorry. During that period, I, I was in reserve status. So. As I was also a, a soldier in the military, I was doing um, different types of contract work in D.C. for, for the various agencies, uh, mostly as intelligence. Somewhere around sequestration time, uh, our, our family was getting, you know, living in D.C. And, you know, we decided it was time to, you know, we'd been there for nine years, eight or nine years, and we decided it was just time to get out. We, our family was growing and uh, we just wanted to, to move. So we decided to um, move to Austin, Texas, and we're actually Dripping Springs, Texas. And um, during that period, also got a job in, in Manhattan. So for five years, I was going back and forth from Manhattan doing uh, program management for the, the uh, government's Office of Storm Recovery for the Superstorm Sandy Project. And um, going back and forth from, from here to Dripping Springs to Austin. Somewhere around year two, 
in New York, um, the client, the governor's office stone recovery, you know, asked, you know, they, they had a, a certain spend. I think everybody kind of knows that that service disabled veteran owned designation well, it was relatively new. It was new. It was brand new in New York. And the client <clears throat> came up and said, Hey, aren't you a veteran? And, you know, obviously yes. And, you know, disabled and, and, you know, I, I'm still fully, you know, functional, but there has, there are, I do have a disability rating. So that qualified as well. And they said, okay, well, if you want to start a business, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you started. And so that's what happened. We started a business and uh, me and a partner um, at that point uh, started a business, a ranger buddy of, of, of mine. And we grew that and, uh, you know, it was a fantastic opportunity to go up and down uh, New York and Manhattan and you know nobody was filling this 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 opportunity because there wasn't just there so you know all the big ones in our industry um, we were able to work with relatively quickly somewhere around year three or four four an opportunity became available in in Travis County in Austin um, to do what we do uh, which is, uh, let me tell you a little bit more. I said program management. What we do is <clears throat> we make sure that pro projects, program level, projects on a program level are on time, on budget, um, contract compliance. The, all, all the vendors are being managed correctly and the stakeholder engagement, stakeholder communication um, is in line. So that opportunity came to manage the Travis County bond program. Um, we actually... We're supposed to partner with a much larger firm, um, very large firm. Uh, and about a week and a half before, they said that they were just going to do a, pursue it by themselves. So ah. we scrambled and we said, you know what? Um, we're going to figure this out. I had to get home at that point. I had been going back and forth between you know the military and, and that job. I, you know, I'd, I'd probably been away from, I had been away from my family a total of about seven and a half years at that point after nine years. So <clears throat> we created a proposal in three or four days. Uh, we actually won the proposal and then we, we created it. And then they said, okay, now you're going for an interview. And we had never done any of this. And so we worked hard and we went for the interview. We won the interview. So we won that work. And I love um, it, man. yeah, it was, it's, 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 it was, it was a blessing. And you know, since that point, it's been about five years ago, we've gone from $300 million under management, um, 40 projects to we're currently, we just found out, we're currently at about $2.4 billion and about 112 contract, uh, That's awesome. projects under management. Yeah, we had one client and now we have multiple clients uh, up and down um, this area, this, this Austin area. So, you know, uh, we're, we are a service disabled veteran owned business. Um, and we are, you know, our entire staff, but one person is a vet. So that DNA runs deep in, in our company and uh, we want to keep it that way. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's outstanding. And, and first, uh, you know, thank you for your service and, and what you, you do for our country, what you continue to do for our country. You know, I, I'm going, that timeline gives me several questions, right? So when you got the nudge to start this second business, did you have to go back to your, your Van Wilder days at LSU when you started the original business? And did you pull any learning from that to be able to apply it to this? You know, it's a great question. And some of it 
yes, some of it, the, the core is, you know, I, I haven't, I've been gifted with a, a lot of great things, you know, I'm healthy and, but at the end of the day, I will, in our team, my team, and thank goodness, we're going to work harder than everybody else. And, and, and we're going to persevere and we're going to figure out a way to get it done. And, and whether that's to learn a new material, whether that's to bring on an expert, whatever that is. And I think that that core right there, you know, makes up for a lot of the other deficiencies, whether right. it's experience or what we will outwork you. And, um, and the client sees that too. The client sees that, you know, that issue and, and, and they are that, you know, that's what we do. And, and they, and they, and they really react to it. We, we try to become indispensable, you know, in a way that's good, in a way that's adding value in a way that, you know, we, we want it to be like, how, how did we, how were we able to, how were we able to perform before these guys got here? And um, taking that attitude and figuring out, look, you know, I'll sweep the floor tomorrow or I'll be in a board meeting. And that's just how it is. And I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, do you, do you take some, I'm trying to draw a parallel between your service, right. And, and you're, you're representing your clients and making sure that their projects are protected, taken care of, um, and using all your resources. Do you see a parallel there? Do you feel like, Hey, this is, this is our duty, or we said we were going to do this and we got to make sure that we execute that is, is there some of your military training that aligns exactly with that? I think all of our military training, most of our military. So that's a great question. We get it asked quite a quite a bit, and and, and I will tell you. So the first thing we tell our our, our clients, if they can kind of have some sort of perspective, is look, we consider ourselves your chief of staff, and so being that chief of staff, you know, we've got to stay on top of everything. You know, we've got to make sure that you are protected first of all, and you can be, you know, our direct client or the constituents out there. You know, everything we do is to for the constituents, the voting public out there that has these projects that need to go out, whether it's a road, a bridge, a police station. And we feel like this is this is us serving, getting this on time and on budget, making sure that, you know, excuses are, I hate to say excuses aren't, 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 aren't taken, but they aren't. You know, what is the fix? How are we going to get through this? You know, this is a no fail mission in our, and in, 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 so, we take that perspective over and, you know, just having that of like, okay, you know, I understand these reasons, but how are we going to finish this and get this done? And that is very much, um, was, was, you know, put in us in the military environment and, and, you know, we're still serving the public, you know, the public needs this stuff. Also, you know, everybody, you, you know, taxes taxes come from people's pocketbook and uh we want to make sure that we our clients are the best stewards of that and so is time and so um yeah we 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 look at that in the same in the same seriousness as we looked at other stuff in the military all right so i gotta ask you one on your on your experience as interrogator how long when you and your wife were dating how long did you wait before you you dropped that little nugget of by the way this is what i do well she knew so <laughs> Remember, so she's from the military. We went to the same school. She was a crypto linguist. So, which is, I'll give you an idea. So my wife has a top secret clearance. My wife is 80 times smarter than me. She's got an MBA. She's a, she's a teacher. 
and um, you know, she she knew what we did. She and and I think that's the only way we made it through is is she knew you know all that stuff. But you know, it, it's she, her job is you know basically if somebody's going into a room, somebody speaking another language, she can hear them on the on the thing while no matter where she and, and interpret that for that person who's walking in the room. So it's wow. just so so she had a pretty. She knew what yeah. she's getting into. She knew. She knew exactly. She she enjoyed it. So now that she she at least throws the brakes on, like, uh, uh-uh, don't give me the interrogator. Oh yeah, uh, no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, she it's great with the kids, but yeah, she cuts that, she cuts <laughs> she, that off. She gives she, you the look, like, yeah, like, come on, man, we. I'm, she's like, you're uh, not gonna break. You're not gonna break this. This is you're not breaking me. Like, <laughs> that's that's yeah. funny, man. That, yeah, that's it's hilarious. Cool. It's cool. You know something about the the timeline, right? And as I found out uh, very quickly, which I, which I knew because everybody says in this business, capital management, program management, rarely does anything run exactly as it should in terms of timelines. And, you know, I started thinking about that. And typically you have these timelines and then there's they're met or they're not met for whatever reason. What is the biggest reason that that's not happening or, or people are not meeting those deadlines, those timelines for the work? Because it seems to be something that's very common in, in our line of work. Yeah, no, it is. Um, now, obviously, you, you, there's, a, there's multiple. I, I'm going to give you the superficial and then I'm sure. going to give you the core. So right now, there's multiple things in the industry um, that have happened, whether it be inflation, logistics, COVID, um, even heat. <laughs> heat around here is, is hampered. But so those are all things, issues, things um, that were relatively unplanned, but could be significant. We would say, and we continue to say, and this is a very, very, very military, uh, is planning. Inadequate planning in the beginning. Inadequate getting people to sit at the table, come with you know, rational estimates, solid estimates, whether it takes a little longer to get that done, to get that footprint outlined, to get that magnitude of work uh, to maybe understand some of the variables that will come up specific to that before you even start. And then how are you going to address that? You know, we think we, there's no hard number, but 80% of, of a successful is based on, on planning just because you get the planning in and even the contingencies, you bake the contingencies to some degree in um, and, and you get it done. And that timeline may not be the most, amb- it is the most ambitious reality wise, but it may not, the you know, the customer has to come to that agreement. And, but sure. if you can get that done, it's always better to come in before than after. And we, we believe it's planning. We believe it's planning. And we also believe the second part and, and and you can go to our website because we actually have statistical analysis on these, the, the five major reasons. But the second one is communication um, and the sense of urgency kind of, you know, it, it, the, is the designer talking to the right-of-way folks? Is the right-of-way folks talking to the engineers? Is the engineers talking to the GC to get you? Know, I'm using a lot of industry language there, but I think you know it. And it's, you know, is the, is, is the municipalities talking to the municipal for the, for the agreements? Like where are we at and are we doing it in advance? Are we doing it in enough concurrent activities versus sequenced activities where we're maximizing um, the clock? That's, uh, you know, that seems to be um, with any business, the communication aspect is, is looms huge. 
And I, tr I was making a parallel to a friend, um, you know, 20 years ago, you, you go into a doctor's office and depending upon your doctor, you're going to wait, right? You were never not waiting, even if your appointment was at nine o'clock, you know, you, and it just seemed to be, and I was like, why, what is the issue with this? Why, if there's a nine o'clock appointment, why am I here until 1030 before I get to see the doctor? And then all of a sudden, you know, you started seeing these um, urgent care facilities or these, these, these ready clinics. And all of a sudden, there's not a wait anymore, right? You go in, you get seen. And if it's obviously, if it's something minor, it's, it's quick. You get your prescription, you do, do whatever you got to do. Um, and I started thinking they're going to steal a lot of the general practice doctors um, because of efficiency. And, you know, lo and behold, those places are, are making money hand over fist. I don't have a general practice because if I'm, gonna, if I'm sick, I go there because I know I'm going to get in and I don't have to schedule out, you know, the, the, well, we can see you from 8 a.m. to somewhere between 12 p.m. And I was thinking like, why can't we do that as, as capital management? And, and shouldn't we be doing that? Because if you were more efficient and you adhere not only to the timelines, but the communication and making sure everybody's aware of everything, that seems to be half the battle. I mean, am I, am I in line there? Does that make sense? Or am I off, I'm off base there? I, I feel like you're, you're, you're talking about our website, but yes. And we honestly, we believe it's because the industry um, is, 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 is ripe for a, a game changing event. And um, you know, you've seen them in, you know, Uber, Airbnbs, things like that. I hate to, I hate to say revolutionize because it, but the, the per cap, the the, the 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 funding, the sources, the the capital capital involving capital projects around the country and around the world is huge. And it's if you look at just the statistically of how often they completed on time on budget, any other industry, it would be an absolute failure. I mean, we 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 look at we look think about this. We look at flights when we miss a flight or a flight when they you know I, it's and you're like jesus how come they can't get this all i'm oh, sorry i said that word but <laughs> how come they can't get this in order like it you don't schedule them so tight or something but you know that if you got a connecting flight it's going to be it's going to get canceled like it's just they are 50 percent. okay they're 53 percent, like on that spectrum of, of having mishaps on that you can look it up the construction industry over five million dollar project is ninety percent chance it's going to be off budget or over budget or over time. You can look at our statistics on our thing from and these are how are we continuing to leverage it? And it's because the industry industry has accept, accepted that you know everyone knows oh you got a project it'll be late like it, it, that shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way and. Um, I think it's just right for Why is it? Yeah, you're on the same page. I think it's just right for somebody needs to come revolutionize it. And, and, and that's what it is. And I think that, you know, we believe that the reason that one of the is because the construction industry is the construction aspect is. I hate to, people. This is blasphemy. Fire away. That's OK. But the construction aspect is somewhat a support element to the larger effort. Like it's a, it's a component. Now it's a huge component, but finance, schedules, communications, vendor management, contract compliance, that's what's going to drive those, you know, deltas to lead to an arbitrage opportunity. And because the construction is going to be the construction. Now you can definitely, 
through technology, through um, being smart on ordering supplies and, and staying ahead, concurrent activities, getting folks out there, doing it right the first time, you can do that you know, more efficiently. Same with designs, you can build a better contract and have your specifications earlier and faster QA, QC. But all of that is a workflow component and people have been just focusing on making construction better, but just the construction and the circle of the wheel is pretty shaved off on that. It's, it's all interconnected. Shaved. Yeah. It's it, all interconnected. Yeah, you got to connect it. And yeah. um, that's what we believe. We believe and we've proven it, you know, in, in many cases uh, in you, you can look at a record and, and we're not, it's just, that is where it's at. We believe that, Absolutely. Construction industry is ripe. The, 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 the outcomes that you're seeing are, would be unacceptable in any other industry. And, love it. Um, they should be here because this is taxpayer money. I love it. This work can be tedious with, with making sure everybody's on the same page and doing all the things that, that you have to do to make sure it goes well. What gets you excited about this advisory work and taking care of clients? Like, is there anything out there? It's like, man, this is the reason I get up when this happens, or this is why we do what we do. So there's, there's, there's obviously the selfish reason, which is, you know, I have a fantastic team of unicorn, awesome vets, and we're growing vets and we're doing something that is going to reward us. I don't think that's very selfish, Jesse. I think that's a hell of a good reason to do this, to be honest with you. That's that's, not selfish at all. I guess that's a person. That's that's it. And then, but also, and and you do have to, sometimes you have to take a step back and kind of remember this, but, you know, we want to change the entire game. We don't want, you know, we want, and we think that, you know, the, the counties and the, and the cities, and you know this in Texas, and it depends on where you go and how you're measuring, but every one of them in, in this area is going to say, we're the fastest growing city or fastest growing county in, in, the, in the nation. And it depends how you measure that, but many are right, whether it's population percentage or whatever, or whether it's, and, you know, you're seeing a chance where these, you know, these, these cities, these municipalities, these counties are going from relatively small to mid-size or in some areas, you know, very large, especially for, and this will be the first time that they really implement these new, because they're going to have to do bonds. They're going to have to improve infrastructure. If we can get these, you know, we wrote a book so anybody can access what we do just because we believe that if we can get people to follow more efficient processes and to do this, in a more comprehensive program perspective, we could revolution. I keep going back, but we could change the entire industry for the better. And um, that's why that's not, that gets us excited because, you know, if we could be a part of changing the way business is done for the better and it, and it improves the lives of, you know, millions Everyone. of people. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, we, we believe we have an idea and we have uh, and, and we've done it enough times that it looks like it's going to work. You know, we're still a startup, but it looks like it's, it's going to work and it has been working. Spreading this out would change everything. It would make everything better. And, and that's how you know, that gets us up as, as well. That gets us excited because as we grow, we can continue to prove a concept. So... 
because we talk a lot about education, I talk to a lot of superintendents and, and people in the education world. Let's drill down a little bit. What is some advice you would give to your 13 year old self? Your, if you had to go back and give your own self advice about what to prepare, how to prepare, what's coming, um, what skills will you need to enter this workforce as it continually evolves? Uh, what are some of the things that you would give yourself? Whew. I would tell that kid, uh, you need to stay in the house. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I grew up as an only child from a single family home. And, um, you know, me and my, my mother will tell you, we, we raised each other. And, um, you know, I would say one, and this is more of advice just in general, I would say read. You've got to read. You've got to read. And, I, for me, I would say start reading about some greatest people in the, in the world that have ever lived, whether it's, you know, you, you can make that determination, but start reading those lives, start reading what they did and start kind of understanding the principles of life, you know, you know, whether that's, you know, the, the cardinal virtues or great, but just start learning the basic truths because there are, and I don't want to get off this, but there are, we believe, honesty and integrity and the things that we believe in as a firm, these values, they work. Hard work, things like that, they work. And I think if we could institutional, if we could instill that more into that younger group, because what they're going to face is not, I, I, I couldn't, you know, there's, I could give you a say, hey, get, get in good engineering, get good at, you know, AI, but at the end of the day, you know, get around and who do you hang around? And that's it. You know, what are you reading? Who are you hanging around and try to learn the, the, the truths of just honesty, integrity, being a good person, being kind, um, working harder than everybody else, service, you know, learn those things. You know, and a lot of kids are, but, you know, learn those truths. And if you learn those truths and that wisdom, I don't want to sound like a, the man in the mountain, but I think if you learn those truths and that wisdom, you can use those basic fundamental tools to be successful. Like you know it, uh, Dr. Fernandez, those people who are successful in whether the education or the business field, they have a core set of values and, and, and you know, they may be different nuances, but right. you know, they're at, you know, certain things that they all do are the same, certain traits, certain uh, activities. And those are more of what I would focus on and then teach, but learn those Stop, you know, stop trying to chase money. Stop trying to be the most, you know, followed person. You do yeah. the right thing and you do it long enough. People, you know, you'll serve Kings. So when I, what I'm hearing you say is, is you can't escape the work. That work may look different, but you got to right. put the work in. Right? right. And this is something that I, I try to tell my, my three all the time. Like you cannot escape the work. If you want to be good at something, it doesn't matter what it is. And the other is you got to find your purpose and, and be a good, be a good person and find your purpose and not find a job, but find your purpose. And um, my jobs have changed. My roles have changed. My purpose has not. I'm in this to help kids, help schools. I love everything about education. This is a new avenue for me to be able to do that. But the purpose doesn't change. The purpose is the same in the core. Um, and I love, I love what you said, man. Just read. I mean, every day it's like, guys, you get your 20 minutes in and they kind of roll their eyes. I'm like, that's the most fundamental thing that we're going to have to be able to do is communicate and understand what you're reading. So 
I appreciate you uh, backing me up there on that. I'm going to show them that a couple of times. Well, so, hey, you mentioned two things there, and, and I'm going to try to go to mine that are around that age, and, and, and I tell them, and I think it's, you know, the social media gives you a, a – a, the social media, I sound old already. The, the, the <laughs> social media gives you these snippets, and it's the yeah. most manufactured, most prepped snippets of this person's life, whether it's some sort of trick shot, whatever it is. That is not – but that is not – the comprehensive look, you know, one. So understand that that's, you know, get that out of your head. And the second point is you're right. You brought something up that I don't find a work or a job or a profession because it makes a lot of money. Find it because you like it. And if you're good enough at it, um, you have to support yourself. But if you're good enough at it, there's you, the, the market will probably reward, should reward you. Absolutely. I want to transition because you have a very special project that you've been working on in, in your hometown of Dripping Springs there. Um, and it's a support of veterans. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? And, you know, it's called Patriots Hall, but I don't want to steal your thunder. Please tell us a little bit about that and, and the why behind it. Sure. So Patriots Hall, you did it. I'm, we're very excited about Patriots Hall and, and I have the honor of being a member of the board there. And it's just uh, such a privilege. But Patriots Hall is a relatively new new endeavor i mean it's been around for a few years we do have a, a, a building there we are hosting some events here in dripping springs um you know let me backtrack to give you an idea dripping springs is is um just southwest of of austin proper <clears throat> in in this 35 mile radius of dripping springs you have the highest concentrations of vets in the country um, you have Fort Hood to your north, and you have a host of different um, veteran or military facilities uh, in San Antonio. And then most people, uh, you know, there's a large pool for this area, pool as in people, veterans wanting to come here. I know for us, um, when I was in, uh, that was always it. Hey, you should check out Austin. There's a large special. My neighborhood alone has, has four Green Berets and two SEALs. So oh, wow. it's just, yeah, it's a crazy thing. And um you know, so we said, hey, you know, uh, uh, Catherine Chandler uh, and her husband, Kyle, I don't, I don't know, Kyle Chandler is um, Friday Night Lights, he's, a, he's, a, he's an actor, but Catherine is really, Catherine uh, had an initiative, uh, she started it here, she's basically, her father was a vet and she wanted to create something to kind of memorialize him and also, you know, she, um, she wanted to create a facility here to, to help vets and so along the way she's she's put this together and uh, we do have one building and we're finishing up we're actually in the middle of building the final two at least in this phase and our goal is uh to bring these veterans together to to one to help um you know a host of different things but obviously the suicide is one of our main issues just because um it's not going anywhere and we all know people in this that have experienced this but also and we think in some ways hand in hand is, is that transition. And we don't want to say the transition period. We want to say, you know, how can we on a professional level get an individual coming out to be, to get that job, to get that business opportunity, maybe to be that entrepreneur, to have that understanding of, okay, here's the, here's the way and here's the guidance and, and, and here's what you should be thinking about. Here's what you should be doing. And being there the entire time because <clears throat> that transition going well 
you know, ultimately leads to, you know, the feelings outcome. I hate to say the feelings outcome, but you know, the, the sense of yeah. self-worth. The, 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 Absolutely. Purpose. Um, so if we can get that right, get them anchored, get them uh, moving forward, have a group of, you know, like-minded people that we can even come watch a game or have a barbecue or an obstacle course, which is there and things like that as they're growing, as they're maybe also getting things like a PMP or a certification for, for which we can do on site, uh, speech lessons, things like that, uh, interview lessons, things like that. We can build that organization. Uh, we actually have pretty ambitious hopes that, you know, maybe this can be the start of even more. And so, you know, we've had some really good feedback. Um, everything, all the contributions for all these buildings and everything has come just local. So it's local donations. We don't have any larger. So we're at $10 million right now. And um, yeah, it, it, we just want to grow. And we, we encourage you, patriotshall.org. Please go check it out. If you're in the area, matter of fact, um, Dr. Fernandez, if you want to come as well, if you're in the area on the 28th of September, we're having a clay shoot uh, at Hog Heaven here in, in Dripping Springs area. It's on the website or you can reach out to me directly. All veterans, it's free. So um, it's a great time. We have about 100 people coming already. So that's twice as many as last year. And um, I love it, man. You can, I don't know the facility. You've ever been there, but it's it's a beautiful facility. It's like, I don't know if you've ever skeet shooting before. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so let me I tell you about it. Yeah, it. it's Texas, baby. We, yeah, we, yeah, I was about to say. Absolutely. So, so it's not just, you know, I was back in the day, I was like, oh, pool. And the thing comes out in front of you. No, no, no. It's each one has a station and each station has a different configuration of the clay uh, targets that go out. So, I mean, I, I, embarrassingly, last time my my wife and her twin sister destroyed all of us. Uh, it was kind <laughs> of. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, our family, we we love all of that stuff, man. That That's amazing what you're doing for, for veterans and man. I'd love to support or, or help or be a part. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just please. awesome work. My, my dad, both my uncles, my stepdad, my grandfather, all veterans. And, um, you know, we, my brother and I first generation college students, but they, they loved their time. They learned so much and have so many relationships because of the great things that happened in our military. So, you know, and, and that, that brings me kind of, this is the last question I want to ask, cause there's been last 10 years, man, in, in as an educator and watching some of my fellow educators just around the country, there's so much, you feel like there's so much negative out there, whether it's political, whether it's, you know, and I don't buy into all that, but I, I just want to ask you, why, why do you love this country beyond all the other stuff, you know, that's going on? I just want to like, from your core, like, yeah. why do you love this country? Well, I, you know, Oh, this is tough. It's not tough. It's just tough. To, uh, um, let me tell you the inverse of that in somewhat. I love this country, not just because of what I served and I've made so many great friends and I can, you know, it's, I've had that, that's obvious. I love this country because I've been to countries and I encourage everybody to, I don't want you, you shouldn't go, but you should go to see other countries where you know, we take, and, and this, this sounds, cliche but you don't know we take things like a police or and I don't, and I don't want to get into that political discussion I'm just saying please <laughs> a judge uh, a Walmart um, you know forget Amazon delivering to your house in 30 minutes it's like we we our doordash we take we take the ability to go to sleep at night 
and not worry about somebody, let's just say a terrorist coming into our, knocking on our door and saying, we're going to sleep at your house tonight. And um, not just being concerned about them, but being concerned about, you know, what are the implications of housing a terrorist? But, uh, you know, these things which we take for granted, walking down, driving down the street and knowing that nothing is going to um, explode, or it's just the day-to-day stuff that we experience that we, I don't want to say we we don't appreciate it. We take it for granted. But it's, that's why I love it. I love it. And I love it because as an entrepreneur, I can have any crazy idea, I mean, legally, and, uh, and try it out and try and see what it works and see if it doesn't. And there's just so much, there's just so much here and there's so much, um, to, to, to just, just, the, I don't know, it's hard to, you got me speechless on this, but <laughs> go, go somewhere else and you'll see that like, oh my gosh, we have a lot of problems and we have, you know, you, I, you, you put 300 million people in a room and not everyone's going to agree. You put three people in a room and not everyone's going to agree. Like, it's just, what is the bigger issue? What is the bigger thing? And, and, and you know, we'll get to that point, but you know, it's that it's, it's, it's the, it's understanding what we have here when you go somewhere else and you come back and you're like, I'll take air conditioning, like just air conditioning. It's, um, you know, just the ability to turn on the air conditioning and get angry or get upset when it doesn't work all the, all the time. You know, we talk about, you know, oh, there's, 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 uh, you know, electric grid issues and we're out for a day. Well, you know, they're out forever or for, for every day. And, um, and I can call a guy or a gal and she can come within a day or two to fix it. Like this is not normal. I mean, for most, a lot of countries. This is still the greatest place in this world. Without, a, in my opinion, absolutely. And you have a 100%. tough time convincing me otherwise. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. I want to leave this final thought. What is your favorite military movie? <laughs> you got to pick one. Uh, it's so you gotta come on, you gotta give me one. I got it, but it's good. Major pain. And <laughs> <laughs> but David wins. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, me and my son have had, but even before then, uh, that or you know, Trump, no, you gotta give me one of the lines. You know that by heart. <laughs> Tell, do, do one of the lines for me. You want me to take your mind off that pain, boy? And then, <laughs> I think we have a fit. I don't get me started. I know. I know the whole uh, script. Like it's just. I've seen. I've seen it hundreds of times. Or, or, or obviously, Tropic Thunder. So it's. Oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, I know you want me to save same Private Ryan. All those are great. Black Hawk Down is great. Um, you know, oh. all those are great. But yeah, you, you, you I'm gonna. I mean, if Major Pain's one, I'm watching. I would have lost that bet a hundred times out of a hundred to think that you were, I've never heard that. That's hysterical. I love that movie too, man. It's a travesty that they didn't make a sequel. It's a travesty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jesse, man, I just want to thank you for your time. I didn't mean to keep you this long today, but man, just, just hearing, just learning about you and hearing and just your passion, not only for the work and your service to your clients, but also the work for your veterans and, and all of our veterans. And um, I did not know that Dripping Springs had that concentration. And um, 
man, it's just, just continue. And if we can ever support, we would love to maybe, maybe Mark, we come out there and do a little, uh, a little episode out there at, at one of the events. So come to the ground, a, come to the groundbreaking. Yeah. Maybe we can get that. Maybe we can get that done, man. Absolutely. Um, that would be, that would be awesome. And, uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing in your service. And I know we're going to get to work together sometime in the, in the near future. So Absolutely. we'll keep those, that communication, but just thanks for being here today, man. I really, really appreciate it. All right, brother. I appreciate it as well. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. This is a great show. Produced by Podcast Architects.